0: Unlabeled Leadership is a volunteer service. We appreciate our guests for their stewardship and remarkable stories. We also appreciate listeners like you who back the show with star reviews and contributions.
1: Gary DePaul with Unlabeled Leadership. Welcome to Episode 131, Jack Buckelo on Obtaining Soft-Skill Training, Buy-In. Here's a shout out to listeners in Fairfield, Connecticut, Hollywood, Florida, Wilmington, Delaware, and South San Francisco, California. With that, let's get started. Jack is a leadership development expert. For today's episode, we're focusing on leadership development, more specifically on soft skill training. Jack will talk about what soft skills are, why some executives don't buy into soft skill training, how to get them the buy-in, what hard skills are, and some of the advantages of this type of soft skill training that Jack will explain. Jack has authored more than 50 detailed and actionable articles about HR and leadership development. When he was a corporate senior VP of Human Resources and the chief HR officer of Fiserv, he partnered with the CEO and the University of Wisconsin at Milwaukee to develop the first Fiserv Executive Development Leadership Center. Jack is a veteran and continues his stewardship with his writings about leadership development and HR. Part one, describing soft skills and explaining buy-in reluctance. There's a lot of labeling that goes into the word soft skill. Some of it good, some of it not so good. One thing that has come out pretty clearly in the literature, the research that is, is that soft skills are underrated and underappreciated. When we hire people, we tend to focus on their intellectual capabilities or their technical functional knowledge, but we tend to de-emphasize or play down a candidate's soft skills capabilities. Jack has three categories for soft skills and describes them in a particular way. Here's Jack to explain.
0: Well, Gary, Some typical soft leadership skills could range from leadership styles, such as democratic and autocratic, to leadership behaviors, such as servant, morality, integrity, listening, emotional intelligence, facilitating compassion, humility, to personal skills, such as communications, motivation, counseling, developing, among many others.
1: Jack, in my consulting, I've run across a fair number of upper-level, mid-level managers who just resist the idea of going to leadership development training, especially if there's a soft skills component. They just don't seem like they need it or they, don't, they just don't support the idea. Yet, at the same time, they're very happy to send frontline managers to that type of training. Why do you think it is that mid-level, upper-level management executives just resist the idea of attending leadership development training that has that soft skill component that you described?
0: First, Gary, I think that these executives value job-related hard skills much more than soft skills because they feel that the hard skills are far more predictive of job success.
1: That makes sense.
0: Secondly, they feel they have sound, soft skills, and though they may be helpful, most leaders naturally possess them and use them appropriately. Thirdly, soft skills do not directly help them achieve their business objectives and plans for which they are accountable to top management and the board of directors. Fourthly, use of soft skills is much more relevant at the lower management levels rather than at middle management or above.
1: Well, before we go on, could you define what you mean by hard skills?
0: These skills include the job-related technical and business skills needed to achieve job success, which typically evolve from primary function and the four or five key responsibilities that are listed in a position's job description.
1: Part two, aligning soft skills to business objectives Training on soft skills is a key element of leadership development. Upper and middle management might not be too excited about taking leadership development training as Jack described, but there's a particular way you can get their buy-in, and it has to do with what's in it for me and what Jack's about to explain, business objectives. Again, here's Jack. I'd
0: like to clarify one point. They, senior and upper management in the vast majority of public and private companies still operate by establishing various business objectives, both at the start of the year and during any given fiscal year. These business objectives are typically financial, operating, or strategic in nature. It is critically important that leadership development management team uncover and analyze these business objectives see if they can suggest any soft leadership skill program that will facilitate their successful completion.
1: Jack, you categorize business objectives as financial, operating, and strategic. Would you give some examples?
0: Here are some examples of financial business objectives. could be to increase sales by 15%. Reduce operating costs by 10%, improve earnings per share from one dollar amount per share to a higher amount, increase cash flow by a specific dollar amount.
1: How about some examples of operating objectives?
0: Sure. To Reduce product development time to market for any given product by 30%. Another objective could be to improve customer care to exceed industry standards. A third example might be to improve on time delivery performance to 95 to 98% for any given product.
1: What about strategic objectives?
0: And strategic examples would be to acquire a company that uses a new and critical product related technology, could be to change the company's corporate image from a technology driven company to a market driven company or to develop 20 or so general managers who can operate a $50 million per year business. The answer to the basic question of how to get top-line management to dramatically improve its buy-in soft skills training programs is to select the critical soft skills that are directly related to the achievement of a particular business objective or two.
1: Jack, can you give some examples of identifying soft skills that are directly relevant to business objectives?
0: Sure. Let's take the financial business objective of increasing sales by 15%. The relevant soft skills needed to achieve this objective might be to improve teamwork and coordination between field sales and customer care staff enhance trust among the field staff regarding customer care's ability to effectively respond to typical product and service issues or to motivate field sales staff.
1: It seems that some of these soft skill programs could be modifications of existing ones while others they need to be developed from scratch. Could you give us another example?
0: Okay. Let's tackle the operating business objective of reducing the product development time to market for any particular product. The relevant soft skills needed to achieve this objective might be to lead several teams to streamline and shorten the current development process step by step. Secondly, it might be to facilitate teamwork between product development and manufacturing. Thirdly, it might be to improve the project management process to provide more finite activities and steps.
1: All right. Companies should offer leadership development that includes soft skills. But what I'm hearing you saying is that you need the soft skills to be targeted to help achieve business objectives. Seems like there's some good advantages to doing that.
0: The Advantages, in my view, are many. First, the company and our division ability to achieve some of its important business objectives and strategies would be greatly enhanced. The HR and leadership development functions will greatly improve their reputation and work to the company as an equal business partner to all other line functions, especially the line function.
1: When the programs are successful, I get how executives can appreciate the talent developers who make them. Speaking of executives, what are the advantages that executives experience when they go through these programs?
0: Sure. The practical business value of appropriate soft skill leadership programs will be recognized by line management executives as a practical way to help achieve some of its important business objectives, especially those at the senior and upper management level, to which they are accountable to the CEO and the board of directors. Line management NDs are taught how to implement the relevant soft skills and hard skills together in a practical, real-world setting by applying the relevant soft skills directly to the achievement of one of these business objectives.
1: Jack, would you summarize how all this helps with buy-in from management?
0: Sure. With the improved reputation of the leadership development function, to provide critically important and relevant soft skills support towards the achievement of various business objectives, line management's buy-in regarding all other soft skills programs. By that, I mean those that may not be directly relevant to a particular business objective. This will be greatly enhanced.
1: Part 3, summarizing the main points. Leadership development is a billion-dollar industry and organizations rely on leadership development to move the needle, so to speak, and to give them a strategic advantage. Yet leadership development, it's complicated. Getting employees, especially upper and mid-level managers, to really value it and buy into it can be difficult, especially around soft skills. Jack summarizes some of his main points about getting managers to buy in to soft skill training and what happens when executives recognize the value and contribution of talent developers that do it right. Here's Jack.
0: Seems fair to say that the vast majority of soft skill training programs have been perceived by middle and higher line management as being primarily for the lower levels of management. With little or no direct impact on the achievement of the company's critical business objectives. Said differently, such programs are nice to have, but are not very important to the company's overall financial and operating performance or its strategic growth. Historically, the human resources and leadership development functions have acquired the reputation of being solely an administrative function with no direct impact. On the company's ability to achieve its most critical business objectives. This reputation can now be reversed. When various soft skill training programs are directly tied to the achievement of the company's business objectives, it clearly demonstrates the ability of HR and leadership development functions to provide practical business value and thereby greatly improve its reputation and its influence in the eyes of top-line management.
1: And by providing practical business value, this gives an opportunity for people in HR and leadership development to get that seat at
0: the table. HR leaders and leadership development leaders want that much-desired seat at the C-suite table as an equal business partner have to bring their functions into, and I mean directly into, the company's operational mainstream rather than simply acting solely as an administrative function. Providing the relevant soft skills support to the achievement of any one or more business objectives is a viable and valuable way to acquire that seat. However, in order to do so, the HR and leadership development functions must accept the challenge of leaving their cozy administrative world and delving directly into the company's harsh business realities alongside their line management peers.
1: My thanks to Jack Buckelo. If you'd like to learn more about Jack, go to the show notes. And if you have a question or comment, go to unlabelleadership.com. Click the message icon and you can leave a voicemail message for up to one minute. I'd like to thank those who contribute to the show. Your contributions makes a difference because this is an all-volunteer service. I'd like to thank you for listening. This is Gary DePaul. Until next time, lead on!